Thank you, everyone, for coming, for participating. So I was thinking in this week's Pasha, it says at the end, by the Egel, that Moshe Rabbeinu had to ask the Rabbonishon for Mechilo, Mecheni, no And because he said Mecheni, no as a result of that, his name isn't mentioned in Pasha Tetzaveh. It's the one Pasha that his name is not mentioned. So what happens at the end? He's there for 40 days and 40 nights. And in the end, God forgives him. He forgives him. Fine. And then he says, And anyone who listened to yesterday's Nitziv podcast, you'll see that the second Luchos was all about Torah Shabbat Peh and the license for Am Yisrael to engage in ongoing interpretation as a result of the second Luko. But I want to focus just on a very curious statement. Moshe Rabbeinu then says, Hareini nois kvodecho. What are you talking about? You've just been up there for 40 days with the Rabbonish Loilam. What do you mean, Hareini nois kvodecho? So all the Mephoshim hits down, but Rashi, Rashi brings the Tanchuma. And the Tanchuma says, Moshe Rabbeinu was asking something that had never been asked before. He says, Tadik Viralo. He'd understood Kola Torah Kula. He'd received the first Luchos, and now the second Luchos. And the Rebishter had told him, and next time I have a rage attack, this is what you have to do. You have to put a talus on, and he shows him. He wears a talus. And he says, the Yud Gimel Midas of Rachamim. Hashem, Hashem, Ke Racham Vachanam. And we use that all the time to evoke mercy from the Rabbonish Lord. So what is he asking by saying, going to Rashi and the Medrash, Hareini Nois Kvodecha, show me your glory. That means just one thing. Clearly he had seen his glory. So then there's one thing missing from his glory. And that was Hareini Nois Kvodecha. Show me your glory meaning? Can you explain to me what we in philosophy would say, theodicy. Why is it that bad things happen to good people? That's what he's asking, Sadi Varalo. And the answer is very, very interesting. The answer is, Lo yirani odom no one can see me and live. Now, if you take that track, what does it mean? It means, I cannot explain to you, Lechatchila, the reason for Tzadik Varalo. I can't. Lo yirani odom following that Midrashic <coughs> interpretation. But what will I do? Sam ticho I'll put you in the crevice in the rock. Besakusi kapiolech, I'll cover you with my palm. Vero'iso is acharoi, I will pass, pass by you and you'll see my achoroi, the achoraim of me. And the leshem and the, the soya go to town, what does it mean to see the achoraim and but I want to say al pshuto shel mikro biacharaim is it has to do with tzadik v'ralo. So lo yirani adam v'choy means no one can see me as I am about to do something, about to cause suffering to a tzadik v'choy, and live through that with any kind of understanding. But what I can do is I can place you in the rock so that you don't see me. I'll cover your face. And as I pass, you'll see my afterglow. What does that mean? That means once that has happened, it will be up to you to engage in the dialectic of trying to understand what does it mean, Sadiq Viralo. That is your responsibility.
And I think that if you look at Jewish history and Jewish texts, which are what I'm interested in, you will find historically that after every catastrophe, new Torah was created. That is, after the Churban Bayes Rishon, we had the beginnings of the intertestamented works, the Midrashic, <laughs> early Midrashic works. After the Baishani, we had the Mishnah and the Oral Law and the Agadzah that goes along with Tanaitic Midrashim that are completely consumed with, why is it that it's been 200 years, 400 years after the Churban, and we're not giving it back? Does the punishment fit the crime? Was the punishment so great? Why didn't we have it? And comes along Gezeris Tat and 1066, and the whole of German Ashkenaz and the Sefer Hasidim comes out of that. Then comes along Chmelniki. Out of that comes Hasidut and Shabtai Tzvi and all the others struggling with the meanings behind the ongoing exile. So for me, in our generation, therefore, the Ro'iso Sacharoi isn't just a, a, a kind of nice pat on the back. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a little secret about myself. No, no. It's an absolute demand that we, following the Hurban, Europa, following the Shoah, following what's happening right now, are mechuyev to delve and dig deeper into the Torah to find theological explanations that would explain it. I'll end up with a story that's said about Rav Lau's brother, who saved him in Auschwitz. He was once uh, met with the Beis Yisrael, the Gera Rebbe, and the Gera Rebbe asked him, were you in the camps? And he said, yeah, yeah, I was there. He says, were you by the crematoria? He says, yeah, I was by the crematoria. He says, did you see the smoke coming out of the crematoria? Yeah, I saw the smoke. And then the Beis Yisrael said to him a question that he didn't answer. He said, did you see the Heilige Bashefa in the smoke? Now, I asked Schkop if this was one of those Gera Diebel Meiselach that didn't exist. And Schkop said he heard Pishnaim from the Beis Yisrael that in fact that is exactly how the story went and what he asked him. So what does that mean when the Beis Yisrael, remember his father was the Imre Emes who told everyone not to go to Eretz Yisrael. Danny Lipman, who I took care of and he had his kidney failure here 20 years ago. And I would spend Friday night, we weren't here in, in Chicago yet, so I would spend Friday nights with him after his dialysis because he just couldn't get, to, you know, it's very hard to sleep after you've had your entire kishkas exchanged. So he would, we, we'd talk to him and I would listen to him. And he remembers going with his father to the Imri Emis in 1938 and asking the Imri Emis, you know, we have visas, we can get out. So we're not talking about anyone, we're talking about the base Yisrael, the next Gera Rebbe who said this. Okay, so how does one interpret that? So if you interpret it like a misnugget, this is how it goes. Did you see the Heilige Bashefa in the smoke? Meaning, did you feel the presence of the Rabboni Shlom in the gas chambers? Because if you didn't, then you don't understand what Hashgach is about. So that's, that's the way it is understood in general by people who listen to the Torah. But for me, learning new Torah, learning the Torah of the Piyasetzen and the Warsaw Ghetto and the new Kabbalah that came from that, the Heilige Bashefe is the Shechina. The Shechina doesn't leave Klal Yisrael. And if there were a million babies that went up in the smoke, Vadai the Shechina went up with them. That is the new Torah, of the new Kabbalah after the Shoah. I'm just giving you a tamsis of what you have to do to struggle, to make sense, to keep your faith, even when it's very uncomfortable. That is, to me, the Ro'iso es Acharoi. It's not a comfort, 
It's a challenge. After every Churban, my father watched Hitler march into Vienna and he got out. No one else got out. He got out uh, on the Kinder transport, came to England and then was sent on this horrific uh, ship, the Dunera, to Australia. They were U-boated, torpedoed. And he, as I growing up, would never talk about it. Never talk about his experience. Later on, when it became the thing, he would go to the schools and the B'nai B'rith and to Spielberg and he, he gave to my son. Uh, but uh, back then, I was alone. I was alone growing up, struggling with... I had just been born five years after. Oh, how do you make sense of this? And so that's why, just before Shabbos, in his memory and in honor of the Daftiti learners, um, I, I, I compiled this essay on the Tzimtzum. And if you read through the Tzimtzum, you will understand my struggles through the writings of everyone who has talked about Tzimtzum as it applies to the Shoah. So I want to wish everyone who comes here tonight that you should have Arichus Yomim, that you should not know of loss, that um, you should continue in your own struggles um, and uh, not give up, and that the Rabbon Shalom should be with you in all your learning. Mazel tov. Amen.